Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, September the 9th in 2020 on When I Rise. We're currently in year A, proper week 19, which is the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Wednesdays, we don't have a typical text for the week. We tend to pick up some of the auxiliary ones that are provided in the Revised Common Lectionary. Instead of doing a psalm or a prophet, uh, they provide Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. So we'll go back to the book of Genesis, the very tail end of the story. I'll read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and we'll spend our time praying along its theme. So thanks for making this party of morning on Winter Eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they have committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I'll provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of God for us. got a good friend Mike who's getting his knee repaired because the first time they he had surgery on his knee it didn't seem to quite fix it and so he's been dealing with uh, knee soreness for some time and so he's in the middle of a two-step process of having his knee repaired and when he went through how exactly they're going to do it it kind of blew my mind so recently they just took a piece of the cartilage from his knee and they've sent it off to a lab and they're gonna grow it they're gonna like grow it it's gonna be larger I guess they have ways of doing this. I don't know if it's miracle grow that they put in. I have no idea. But then they're going to use that in the surgery that they're going to prepare for him in the month of October. And so I just think I've never heard of anything like that. But it's probably a unique way, a different way, maybe even an updated way of trying to repair people's knees. We hear people with knee surgeries all the time. So there's one way of doing things. And now they've tried to find another for a different type of intervention. I think any religion worth its salt needs to spend time thinking through how do we deal with brokenness in our world, brokenness in communities, brokenness in families, brokenness between two people, uh, brokenness in business relationships, brokenness in the church, uh, broken brokenness between leadership and those whom they serve. And so there are just ways that we've found again and again, religion after religion, even um, you know, non-religious entities trying to figure out how do we help people move on after a time of brokenness. And this is an anxious moment as we read in the text this morning for Joseph's brothers. Um, they have reconciled with Joseph earlier in the story, but maybe they had doubt in the back of their mind that maybe the stitching of that repair was just uh, was only going to hold long enough for as long as their father was alive. Now that their father was dead, perhaps they had some doubts, wondering if Joseph would reach his limit of showing kindness to them because he was only showing kindness to them because his father was still alive. So what will happen next? And so they have these instructions from their dad. Now, if we can re- you know, rewind the story and look back, 
we remember that uh, their dad, uh, Jacob, knows everything about sibling strife. He and his brother Esau were opponents from their very first as they were jostling inside their mom's womb and they were opponents earlier in life and they were separated for the second third of their life and then they met together and they reconciled and they're able to make peace between their families and so Jacob knows the power of forgiveness and he knows all the temptations not to forgive somebody and so he gave his older sons these instruct this instruction this last wish that he had which was that they would live together in unity. And when Joseph heard it, it allowed his mind to swell and to soar. And you can even tell that Joseph here has dealt redemptively with his pain. This is part number two of a three-part formula that Viktor Frankl gives us for making meaning in life. He says that we have to have redemptive shape to our pain. And even though Joseph was wounded, it was real pain that his brothers had inflicted upon him and the consequences because of it. By this point in his life, he has given it over to God. He has watched God work it out. And he knows that uh, God didn't intend on this evil to come to him, but God certainly took it up and he used it, not just for the betterment of his family, but for the betterment of many people, including all of the nation, nation of Egypt and their ancestors and the people of Israel. And so Joseph has made peace with it in his own heart. So therefore, he is more likely to have make peace with others. So how can we bring this to a head? Number one, if we are part of the Christian faith, we believe that we're peacemakers. Uh, and peace can be materialized in many forms. That might become in just a settling between two people or between two parties. Maybe it's not just a settling, but also a commitment to stay in community with one another. Um, and so there's a variances on that spectrum of things. Uh, but ultimately, we have to uh, go for settling. And the second thing is this, is that we have to find our own redemptive shape to our pain. Some of us have been let down by others. Some of us have made decisions that have let others down. And that pain stays with us. Uh, the Bible would give images like a stain that we can't remove, or like a weight that's been heavy to carry. It's been weighing us down. and uh, Or it gives us... Uh, this image of a debt that we feel like we have to pay back because we t- we had taken you know from somebody or if somebody took from us we have to like get them back and so there's all this this white noise when uh, fracture happens and so we have to find a redemptive way to say no it seems like the scales are even now that God has worked His redemption and His mercy and now we can go forward with wisdom but we still go forward nonetheless and so I'm gonna pray you and I would deal with whatever's eating at us in, in the midst of relationships. It's like it was eating at Joseph and his brothers, that we have the courage to settle so that we can move forward. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're a God of redemption. You take that which is forgotten or abandoned or forsaken or lost or broken and you bring it back to life. You give it resurrection life and you breathe it uh, full of newness. And I thank you that that is applied to us as people, that we were your enemies because of our behavior, but now you've brought us into your family, into the kingdom of the son whom you love and we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. God, I also thank you that you redeem all the creation around us and you're redeeming all the fractured relationships around us. We think that Jesus is making peace, whether things that are in heaven or things that are upon earth, because of his sacrifice on the cross. And so, God, we bring uh, 
relationships in our life that are hard to deal with and it's hard uh, to reconcile because of hurt that we have done or that hurt that's been done to us. We'd rather walk away. We'd rather maybe even nurse a grudge because that makes us feel better about it all. But God, we think that you call us higher. You call us to settle and to reason together and to extend forgiveness. And you have us to consider whether relationships uh, should be extended and for and to, if it would endure as well. And so, God, uh, we pray that you give us the grace to believe that uh, we might be able to settle with someone that we're at odds with and that you would give us an opportunity, an open door to have a humble conversation with one another. And I pray that that would bear much fruit uh, and glorify your name. God, I also pray that you would help us uh, to get out of the loop of bitterness and to get out of the loop of blame shifting uh, whenever there's been a pain in our life. And I pray that we might find a redemptive shape to all that we've experienced, just like Joseph did. As he reckoned that you took up his um, the mishaps in his life and um, the unfortunate things that happened to him, and you caused it for the good. And so, God, we pray. Uh, to you, a God who's big enough to even do that in our lives, that you would take all of the unmet things in our life and that you'd make them for the good so that uh, you would be glorified and so that your name would be worshiped and that the gospel would be adorned and that we'd see the transformation of many lives around us. So God be with us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.